This is Vanessa. And Vanessa. And, and this, this is Shit on the Table. We are a grooming podcast for groomers by groomers. We talk about the everyday life of grooming, hot topics, and tell your stories. So, uh, before I forget, yeah. I almost forgot, um, I need to give a shout out to um, a fellow listener. Her name is uh, Nikki. She got me the swaddles for the twins. She got us a little gift. Oh, wonderful. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, and I told her I'd give her a little shout out. And it's been like on my mind because we haven't recorded like this in a while. And I didn't yeah. want to forget. Um, but yeah, so I had posted in um, a group that we're in. It's a mom and grooming group or pregnant and grooming group. And I was looking to make a swaddle. And she like DM'd me. She, I met her at Super Zoo when I was pregnant. Oh yeah, um, her and her friend. I can't for the life of me remember her name, um, but yeah, we chatted at Super Zoo, and she was like, "Hey, do you have a PO box like for shit on the table?" And I was like, "Nah, <laughs> <laughs> we live life on the edge." <laughs> I was like, "Here's my address." I'm like, "I know who you are. Like, if I, you try and murder me, like it's cool." <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. So I just wanted to give like a a, th- a big thank you again. Um, it's always weird receiving gifts or donations because I don't know how to act. Neither do I. <laughs> um, but it's appreciated. We use them like every single night. They love them. So yeah, thank you again. Now that it's weird and <laughs> <laughs> awkward and awkward. Um, yes. So. We're just going to talk a little bit, and then we're going to introduce our our interview. We did an interview um, this past week. Yeah, we did an interview with Anais Hayden, uh, the goddess of color out of Georgia, mm-hmm. Atlanta, mm-hmm. Georgia. Everybody's familiar with her in our world. She's gone viral multiple times. But the coolest thing about when we do interviews, and there's one interview that you'll never hear because we fucked up. But the, <laughs> it doesn't exist. That's but for some reason, you start getting to know people behind these viral grooming um, groomers. Um, you start getting to know a little bit about them personally. And, and we're not talking about like she's spilling the tea on her personal life, but just like how everything kind of came together. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the coolest interviews we've done so far she is so chill she's so down to earth and um i have some biases now like i have some thoughts yeah me too and i just i like her more um after talking to her i think she was pretty cool i liked her story before mm-hmm. but you didn't know who she was as a person you know because you're just you're either seeing the viral colors or yeah. you're seeing the hate that she's constantly getting yeah but um i don't know she's a pretty down person so i hope you guys enjoy it yeah i think you guys will that's one thing i love about doing our interviews i know other podcasts do interviews we never actually get to anything grooming. Oh I mean, it's, it was all grooming, but it was just, just like, like, it didn't have a grooming feel to it. No, which is cool. That's what I love about, that's what I was going with it, is like, what I love about our interviews is like, we get to talk to people in the grooming industry and like, actually get to know them because you only get to see, you know, a single persona most of the time with, yeah. with people in the industry that are, I guess you could say, quote unquote, 
famous in our industry. And so I love that we break down these little barriers and like kind of get to know who they are as a person. Yeah. And damn that first one. <laughs> yeah, that first interview. Oh. We'll never get back and we'll never redo it. No, because he, he'll never break the barriers that he broke with us on that first interview that he yeah. did. And ah! Yeah. But this interview, peachy. She was just great. great. Loved it. And I hate that I didn't circle back to Hot Dog because I wanted so much more from that. But I was like, yeah, we'll get back to it. And then I did not circle back. And well, it pisses me off. Like, if you guys, it seems like there's a continuation to her story and a yeah. little bit. You know Maybe what I mean? we'll go back to it. Yeah. So, like, if you guys really like this interview with her and you want to know a little bit more. Because, yeah. like, honestly, when you start listening to her, I think she's fucking America's sweetheart. You yeah. Know? I'm just saying. She's pretty she great. Gives, she gives me that, like, <laughs> vibe for sure. But... Um, if you like it, just let us know. Maybe yeah. we can circle back to a little bit more. She's a very interesting person. Mm -hmm. um, and She's very humbled. Yeah, and people fail to realize that, you know, first and foremost, she's an artist. And yes. sometimes artists are sensitive about their work. Yeah. I did if notice that. That, that was my Badu, uh, reference. No, I didn't. My uh, okay, just just watch her live. It's funny. Um, <laughs> All right, but yeah. So hope you enjoy. Yep. Have fun. So we have Anais here, and uh, we're excited to have you on. And I know this was one of Vanessa's like interviews that she wanted to do like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so funny too because Vanessa was like, okay, because she's on um, the kink group or whatever. And she's like, I'm going to see if I can get um, Anais to pop on. And I'm like, um, I tried hitting, but also like two years ago, you were like going super viral. Mm -hmm. um, and like, you were on everything. So I was like, I kind of just slid into your DMs, but I wasn't, I, I was left on red because I don't even think I was your friend yet because mm -hmm. you were at your peak a friend mm -hmm. or something like that on uh, your Facebook. Yeah. This, which sucks. Cause I don't know why you have Facebook limited to 5,000 people. I don't right? know. I know. Well, at least I got on your second group. So I think that was okay. So like I became your friend eventually, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yeah, you were like super going viral and there was like a buttload of stuff going on, but yeah. So yeah, I've been like, and then Vanessa's like, I'm on the cake group. And she's like, that group is amazing. Like, amazing group. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was bigger than I thought it was going to go. It was just an idea I had one day. And um, I just figured, well, if you want to, I knew the risk um, simply because it does get raunchy. And Facebook has its rules um, mm -hmm. for comedy. Well, celebrities can do what they want, but you know, for us, they have rules and restrictions. But I knew it could hurt or help people's career. You know, if you're popular, popular, and you're in there and you say things, it's like, okay, you could leave if they screenshot it, could get out there. I don't know if you want it out there. Um, yeah, but I mean, I tried to say and stress it's not just about sex, it's about whatever you want to talk about, just because mm -hmm. it's life outside of grooming and we're so used to just talking about dogs all day. It's like, well, what else you got going on? You know, what else is going on with your life that you want to put out there? So that was what it was for. But the first group got shut down because people were upset about Andy. 
some uh-huh. guys picture that, it, you know, guys, they put stuff in women's messages. And to us, we feel like, oh, they don't care if you see their penis because they put it out there. But the, a lot of people felt like, oh, you have no right to share it. And of course, by the time I'm tagged, I'm like, what's going on? I mean, Doritos chilling. And then I see the upset that it's okay to be shared of this picture. And I'm just like, seriously? So because it got reported, it got shut down. And I'm just like, all right, well, I have the backup group already. So let's all just go there. I've been telling everybody every six months to jump on the other group so that they can and so then, of course, I brought Andy up again because I don't give a damn. I'm like, OK, <laughs> we got kicked out because of an Andy situation. If you still feel a certain way about it, then maybe this group isn't for you. But, you know, it's hard for people to scroll and keep going. That's mm-hmm. the, you don't like something. Keep going. But everyone has that. No, I got to jump on here and say what I feel. I have an opinion. OK, well, then you just got to get your feelings hurt because we're going to still talk about it. Exactly. We talk, so, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Andy was hilarious. I had to like see for my own, you know, curiosity. That thing was huge. <laughs> <laughs> and I never saw it. I never, because I didn't care to, you know, it wasn't my particular interest. I mean, a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff, like, oh, y'all do y'all, you know, if you want to get each other's inboxes, OnlyFans thing, you know, it's free for all. But yeah, everyone wants to inbox me, inbox me, inbox me. That's not right to share his picture. Well, he put it out there. It's, you put it out there. And so exactly. you in the internet, it's kind of open fields by then. I mean, that's the thing about viral. Once it's released, it's released. It says they're mm-hmm. pregnant. You're a million dollar superstar. It's out there in 5.3 seconds where the whole world knows it just from a click of a button. So that's kind of how I felt about Andy's picture. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right that's funny um so i'm okay let's like a redirect here um how did you get started in the coloring because i know that's probably like the most popular topic Um, yeah so how did you get started was this like self-taught or no i was um i was 15 and my grandmother met a woman named dawn Amboy. Who's a big groomer? Um, at a at her job, she was buying a refrigerator, and she said, "Oh, I have a granddaughter who loves dogs. Would you mind letting her just volunteer at your place just to give her something to do? She wants to work with dogs, but she likes to draw. But I'm telling her there's a lot of starving artists, and I'm not sure she's going to make it in the animal field either because she's not that great at math. But if she could just be around dogs, that'd be great." <laughs> Come here, work for the summer. So um, my first interview day, I got a pink poodle. First of all, I've never seen a standard poodle. And then I never saw a pink dog. And then I never saw a dog with cataracts. So I was just impressed by three different things. <laughs> and wrestling with a dog that was very difficult and they had to hurry up and throw it in the kennel because it was crashing and peeing and biting. But, you know, they're trying to control the dog. And I was excited because I'm like, oh, this is the real deal. This is serious stuff. It's not just playing with dogs. I get it. I get it. I can do this. I can do all of this. So I was just a volunteer um, for the first like year. And then I started getting paid under the table, sort of in between. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was just start coloring her dog just for fun, just throwing the dog dye on the dog and uh, worked there for 10 years. And then I found a stray and I turned it into a tiger, which was my first like serious big attempt on color. 
And um, after that, I ended up moving into Atlanta. And I only meant to do color as a little thing to just make me a little stand out in the city. And it mm-hmm. turned into um, bigger than I thought. I only meant to do it for a couple of dollars. I didn't really mean for it to go as big as it did. It was just an accident. <laughs> but it, it just it went further than I imagined. Next thing you know, I'm on Anderson Cooper. I just moved to the city. I didn't have any friends. I didn't know anybody. And then they wanted me on CNN after. I said, I just did ABC's 2020. I just did Anderson Cooper. I don't want to do anything else. I'm trying to get settled. I got to build a clientele. I got to work. You know, like, yeah. I wasn't ready for all of that. It was it was already hard for me when Anderson Cooper and everybody tore me up in, in New York. Um, I cried for days because I couldn't believe horrible things that were said. Oh, afterwards? Yeah, after um, Anderson Cooper, when I got back and I read when the show aired, which I only uh-huh. watched it twice. I've only seen it twice because I can't see myself on TV. I can't do it. I hate it. So I only watched it once, one year, and then second time, a few years after. But the reviews, I read all the comments on the industry. Yeah. And just the horrible things people were saying about me and the color. And I'm just like, but I didn't do anything wrong. And, and in New York, they were all yelling at me on the streets. They all but threw blood on me. You know how animal activists can be. Yeah. Or bold in my face saying they hated it. And I thought with New York being a fashionable city, they'd be more embracing of it. But they... They didn't like it. The audience didn't like it. Anderson was great, but the audience didn't like it. So um, it was it was difficult when I got home to handle the pressure. Of course, my grandmother spoke to me about they're going to talk about you, whether you're doing bad or good. So you might as well just keep doing what you like. So you got to get a stand. You have got to get stronger about this. Do not pay attention to it. So I practiced years not listening to it and using it to my benefit. So I go to hate groups on purpose now just so they will talk about it because hate groups spread faster than the love groups. So now I go and hate groups on purpose and post my work just so it can be talked about. I mean, that's that's, like, yeah, that's smart. That's yeah. Cause I was, I was just about to say like, has tech, cause I knew, I knew for a long time you always got that bullshit because, and I didn't know that you had just moved to Atlanta and you just moved to like a big city and then just you blew out of nowhere so like essentially when you just moved to a city like this is my understanding like did you did you get famous while you were broke at first like yeah it's you know <laughs> uh, like a lottery win um yeah. call my dog swinger which a lot of people don't know him now because he's older but a lot yeah. of people follow me for a long time are familiar with my dog yeah all the time and he'd walk around the shop because I worked in a boarding facility as the owner because I had a job offer and I'm like oh I'll make about maybe $400 a week minimum but I can make up up to $800 a week max I'm like oh I'm interested because I wasn't making as much in the small town of Columbus so that's why I moved out here an opportunity to live in the city because I wanted to live in the city I was about maybe 22 um and I had my dog and he was all colorful, but he walked around and enticed the customers, you know, because it's like, what's that? That's so cool. Your groomer does this. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I was charging like maybe 25 on top of the price. Yeah. Not as much. I, you know, I practice on my own and then I do certain things on the clients to so say, I want that. So I started putting certain designs on my dogs in various places. Separate print on one space, something else on another space. So he walk around, advertise, so people would see. I like that color right there. I want that design on his hip. So every time he turns the door open, he walk up front, 
show off and then walk back to the back like I did my job mom and uh, it started to pick up so um that's how it initially started with people being curious I had no idea people would really buy it or want it or it would become a part of my job Mm -hmm. but it's I did not intend to be a canine colorist. I love to draw, absolutely love to draw on my own dog. I just didn't see it happening for other people. I didn't know anybody would care or want it. And yeah. yeah, no. Would you say coloring is like pretty much all you do? Do you have dogs that you don't do any color on? Um, I've evened it out now to trying to have more regular coloring because I'm trying to retire from coloring now. Trying to get really. There. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> it makes it makes sense. I'm yeah. tired. I'm very tired. I love it, but I'm tired. Um, it takes up most of my life because it takes so long. I can be down there for about seven hours working on a dog, one yeah. dog, and yeah. then I'm like done for the day, and I still have a five year old who wants like, oh, I'm so tired, baby. But push through. So um, now I'm trying to even it, but I have about maybe ten color jobs a month. Um, trying to bring the number down because it was a time I was doing at least two to three a week and um, so now I'm trying to make it be more regular grooms if I can that's what I'm trying to work towards I'm trying to work smarter not harder now yeah that's cool I so like that. you're you get to be more selective with like the dogs that you do and when you do them and the amount you want to charge and stuff yeah so that's I'm pretty having cool. a hard time putting numbers together because to be honest I thought you were like maybe around our age so oh yeah i'm 33 i'll be 34 next month she is oh, our age yeah, yeah. it's okay. just hard to understand that because i've done it since i was 15 yeah i've been grooming for 19 years they're like i know the question's coming you might be how old you are yeah. <laughs> okay. i'm getting confused i'm like no. wait hold on here no, I saw the I saw the picture I saw the picture of when you were like you know, like fifteen in the car and stuff like that. You you look like a baby. <laughs> yeah, you were a baby baby. I was just playing with a little bit of color and then by the time what ten years passed of working with the fucking groom and learning everything there is that you know about grooming a dog, then moving out into the city after high school, you know, I stayed here for like maybe two years in a small town for college a little bit. Realizing that was not going to work out because I just, I wanted to draw or work with a dog. So I've been blessed to be able to find a combination to use two of the same things on once. Okay, great. I made a career out of it. That is pretty, pretty cool. I don't have the patience to even like dye just ears and tail. (laughs) (laughs) It is not not my thing. Um, But you're literally the only one of your kind, I think. In the grooming industry, I haven't seen anybody that does your style. Um, I would say I I do mostly clientele. Um, It differentiates where you see, oh, I see you do a lot of color. Yeah, I do it on clients. Most of the color you're going to see is your personal dog or competition. Yeah. Kind of broken down those two categories. I do things on my own and I hear often, oh, I want to do more on clients clients how to reach clients so 
with me, I'm like, how do I do more regular? How do I get more regular? Everybody wants what's on the other side, what's green on the other side. Me, I want more regular grooms. I've retired officially from grooming large dogs, regular wise, color wise. I'll keep doing that. That's because I don't get many requests for larger dogs. Yeah. But I have grooming big dogs now preferably doodles and so now all i want to do is just smaller dogs now just lap dogs did you have a desire to break into the grooming competition world or was it just and then of course hot dog we did that you know yeah Um, we'll get there (laughs) i did compete once and i played second um i was the only one with the small dog and only one with the dog that wasn't a poodle so I thought that was interesting. Um, I did not enjoy it. I don't like to compete. I don't like all eyes on me. I don't like to have anybody critique me and judge me because I just feel like, yeah, I can take criticism. But I'm also, like, I already judge myself very harshly. I don't like 90% of my creative grooms. I just do not. I really do not. And so with someone else telling me, I'm like, I know, I know that color looks, I know. I know, I, I know, I see it already. So you don't have to tell me, I know this looks terrible. So because I know that's how I feel, yeah. I don't want to compete. I feel this way right now. I probably will not later, but I do not intend to compete again. That's not something that I enjoyed. And it's a lot of work that goes, a lot of money. I really applaud ladies who, and gentlemen who go out there and compete. It's a lot of work, especially for creative where you have to have a prop, a song, the months of dedication to form it, to go show to show, to get in the hotel stays, the, the expense to go into the product, the time of travel, the whole thing. It's so much just to hope to win because you got to go to win because you're going to need to get that big payout, all that is worth it. And of course, the experience. But I know the way my life was set up, I was not going to have that time and energy to devote to that. So. Yeah. And then I have no interest of grooming poodles or doing 4D dimension. I specialize on flat coat. So that wasn't going to be something I could, you know. But I see that um, the question has been how would, why doesn't a lot of people compete? Is because they felt they raised the bar too high. You've seen how magnificent these creatives have gotten. They have raised the bar to where it's like, what's the same thing? Same poodle, same technique, same type of stuff, you know. And if there were other categories where you said, okay, you have to do creative on mixed breeds. You have to do creative on Westies only. You have to be creative on this. If that got more challenges like that, I can see myself probably moving in there because I feel like, okay, maybe it'll be more fun, interesting. Maybe I'd be more, you know, into doing it. But it's become very cliche. It's just out of the same thing all the time. Poodles, poodles, poodles. And I know that's the reason the poodle is that the coat scopes very well. And I yeah. figured that's because it's more like my hair texture because you can just do the, anything to this type of hair texture. That's why poodles are very popular to do all the scope work on. So I completely get it. But it's starting to be kind of the, oh, same old, same old. So maybe if they change things up a bit, I could probably be interested in getting to creative competitions. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Not to take anything away from the competitors, but it's all, yeah. Kind of the same. You can see it, you know, the same flowers, the same techniques. and Drawing a face. I drew a face. Impressive. Absolutely. I mean, out out here, it's wow. But it is the same things. And now I'm just starting to be not unimpressed, but just, okay, yeah, absolutely. I love to see it. It's just become the same old, same old. So if it got a little bit 
spend off a little bit different, maybe I'd say, hey, I can see myself getting there. Let it be all Chinese powder puff. Okay, let me get in there with mine. Like, I can see <laughs> myself maybe being a little bit more intrigued. But now it's just like, nah, I'll stay in my lane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, you literally created your own lane. So that's pretty cool. So, like, yeah. you can stay pretty in much. your own jam. <laughs> yeah. And nobody's well, no. really, like, getting into it either. Like, you're no. I, I swear to God, like I uh, like it was like three or four years ago. It was maybe like one of the times that you went viral. I, you know, Vanessa started doing color and then uh, we started learning color kind of roughly at the same time, like experimenting with it. And I was like, oh, I'm totally like, like, I don't know. It just kind of inspired me to try. I got, I shut it down quick. I mean, I still do color occasionally, but like what you do is hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard um, it turns out right like it's too messy I'm just I don't like a mess I'm very OCD when it comes to grooming and I don't like the color splashing out of the tub and having color on the floor having color on the walls having color in my tubs it like gives me such anxiety and then <laughs> I have to make sure that the color isn't like touching the dog in other places and I'm just like fuck this just rinsing it off <laughs> i know and sometimes the color like the colorist uh like yourself as well as some other colorists make it seem very easy yeah mm -hmm. I and, so, and i know it's not i know that's like seven hours that you're dealing with a dog but like and i you know because for interview purposes you're going to pick a really good dog or you're only working on good dogs and everything looks so neat and uniform so i it just it's really like whoa maybe I can do that because I, I like to paint I like to get creative I like to take things from paper and put it on like sculptures and stuff like that but it, dude it's hard so like I under I I'm I think it's I hope tech keeps up with your haters like I hope technology keeps up with your haters to where you can siphon them out easier and you don't have to put your shit out on the hater groups and have to hear that stupid stuff. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. I like, I think your artistry is unique and it's has been unique for close to like six, seven years now. Like it's been unique. Like you're not, you're seeing some people like, um, kind of, um, I don't want to say replicate because I think, you know, imitation is always going to be part of like actual artistry anyway. You know what I mean? So like they look at your technique and then they replicate it and so on and so forth. And it involves them to, you know, maybe their style or whatever, but your, your, your unique style is still kind of like stand out. And it's kind of cool. Cause like, you know, Atlanta is kind of like a, like an artistic hub too as well. So like when you think of Atlanta, you think of, artistry as well so I mean I don't know if it was like everything just kind of like aligned for you in that way but like you stand out of, like above a lot of people with your unique style and it stays unique and it does inspire people to kind of attempt it and I like how honest you are with the fact that it is fucking hard yeah <laughs> it is hard it is I mean because I possess talent I can will come easy because I can do it. Um, but when I get asked a question, because I try to answer and get in my inbox as often as I can, and I have a habit of opening something and not getting back to it and losing it. Like, you know, you're somewhere and you accidentally open, like, shit, I need to open it because now I'm not going to be able to find it in the conversation and you forget. Yeah. And you're like, I was 
the hell happened to that message? Uh, which is why I try to break myself down into other places where I can be found. Um, doing something, when I do something and answer a question, it can seem like I'm being, oh, I feel I come off as, um, oh, know it all or, oh, you just don't want to tell me. But because my answer is direct and honest, how did you do that? I just put the colors together. But how? I took pink and purple and this and this. That's how it, but how? Okay, do it with the paintbrush. And, you know, but it's still just like, but I don't understand. It's like, and I really can't explain because mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. And I'm always guessing how it's going to turn out. When I rinse, it's like a verdict. What's it going to look like when I rinse? I don't know. That's where we're going to see nail biting. That's the part where you reveal, did it work? Because I've had an era where I drew something on my dog and it washed all out. And it was like, okay, I can't use that dye. I can't use it first or second. Or I can't use it at all. It doesn't work for me. So a lot of this is trial and error over the past 18 years of just seeing what works for me. And I keep a mental note. I've done it so many times. I remember what's used and what I don't want to use. Another thing that shocks people is what kind of airbrush system you use? I've never used an airbrush. I don't know how. I would like to teach myself, but I've never used an airbrush. Just haven't come across an opportunity or just I do better with just drawing hands-on like the paintbrush is a pencil. So it's yeah. just you're that way. It does seem like it'd be, oh, that's well, I'm challenged each time a client says, oh, I want this on my dog. Okay. And then I go and I'm just spinning around in my chair, looking at the ceiling, the walls, going through like, okay, what would I do to make this happen? I could do it, right? Oh, no, it's not a big deal. Oh, yeah, I can make that color. Sure. And I'm still just like, I don't know. And then when I do it, it can seem a little bit like, okay, I'm going to see if this is going to work. I don't know. I feel like it will. And then they'll turn out to be something great. Me posting it. Every time I post something, I'm scared as hell because I'm an artist. So y'all about to judge the shit out of it. And I'm just like, anybody like it? They like it? Okay, well, I can tell you 50 things wrong with it. You know, but that's just me. I'm, I'm harder on myself that way. And that's why I'm not so, oh, I need some like, mm. I get kind of, you know, shy and mousy about it. But it's not simple because I don't always know if I can pull it off. And that's why I feel like it's very hard. I know it's going to look as much as I see it in my head, which is why I hate 90% of what I do. Because Uh I turn out the way I want. And usually it doesn't. I saw it completely different in my brain. But everybody else sees something different than I didn't see. But I'm like, no, I can tell you what's wrong with it. But you guys probably won't. So that's how I feel. That's very (laughs) true. Now, at, at your level of where you're at, like, because you're on everything, you're on every platform of social media, right? Do you have, like, management for that at all? Or are you are you just doing it all by yourself? Yeah, I have. Oh, wow. uh, so, um, I've never had, like, employees. I work from home. Um, I've been working from home for, like, two years now. And I've never had a bather or assistant. Um, because I worked in a doggy daycare, they answered the phones, the receptionist, and just tell me, yeah. oh, so what's to come on Thursday? You think you can do it? I'm like, no, creative, put that on Tuesday. That's my slowest day. Oh, so on the phone, they want to know if you pull hair out by your hands. I don't know what that is. I said, oh, yeah, hand stripping. Uh, book that for two weeks from now on Tuesday or something. 
but that's as far as help that I've gotten. I've always been one woman show and just all over my phone, wherever I can and try to keep up. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. And I'm in a lot of groups. I hop around quite a bit, but the only reason anyone knows me is because of social media. I mean, because I don't compete. And um, that platform has helped a lot of people be recognized. Facebook's changed mm-hmm. the way you can be noticed. So um, when I post something in a hate group, like the dog spotting group, because they really hate it there, that causes it to get shared so many times to where Ripley's Believe It or Not found me because yeah. of... So, I hear a lot of groups. I don't go in there. That group is toxic. I'm like, that's why I like it because it's toxic. Nobody's going to spread hate more than people who can't stand it because they got to share it to have other people hate it and have their people. So every time they share this, my least thing that I did when that got shared in some country, not even United States, but it went wildfire like somewhere. And I had to shut off all my social medias, like freeze them all so I don't lose the accounts because a lot of that was reported as abuse. So I had to freeze it. Wake up one morning to see like 50,000 people defending you or going against you is like, damn, what happened? What did I, what, what, what went crazy? And that went viral. And then Lisa Frank herself on her page. That was a whole other thing. So when something like that happens, I'm like, this is it. This is how it happens. And I made an announcement. I'd like to thank everybody who hated this, who shared it, because you are helping this get recognized. You are the real MVPs. I gave a special shout out. And I really sincerely thank them because, yeah, because of your hate, love conquers all. And people that love it saw it. So thank you so much. That's why I'll stay in those toxic groups. I do a lot of blocking because that'll keep the um, admins and moderators able to control. Like, we love your work, but if it gets too crazy, we're going to have to cut it off. And I get it because it's a lot of work they have to do for a free site. So I'm like, okay, well, let me help. So I'll stay up till three in the morning, blocking a lot of negative people, go back to sleep, wake up, block a lot of people, go back to sleep. So it can stay alive. So it is a lot of work, but that's why I try to tell people who, I don't know how do you handle the pressure because you just don't read it. It hurts, but you gotta not let it in. Just block it. They're going to talk. Let them. Yeah. Gotta block it. Just press block. You don't have to see that person anymore. It's just keep Once you kind of figured that out, did, would you say that helped your mental health or do you kind of still let it seep in? sometimes to a degree and it just really gets to you just like anything you have an addiction to once you wean yourself you barely feel the effects because you've worked at it so long mm-hmm. so what used to be a hundred percent stinging is now like in the 20 percent and sometimes it feels like zero the only thing that can piss me off now is if someone says something ill about my kid that's the only thing that make me go crazy on social media that oh, would be the sorry. only button somebody can press is if you come after my kid. Because I don't know if you saw when somebody tried that. Um, mm-hmm. When she straight or something and somebody who's a groomer said, you people kill me. You're not even taking her to the hospital because you don't have insurance. Why are you assuming oh. I have insurance because I didn't take her to the ER? She doesn't have to go to an ER. And she kept arguing about, you know, that's bad parenting. And I'm just like, for one, you don't know me, and everybody knows how I feel about this kid. Like, that's the last thing I'll do. So I screenshot what she said and let everybody go after her. Because I'm like, you know, 
that's where I can draw a line. I, that's when I lose professionalism. So that's why. <laughs> like, yeah. Nobody gonna know who you are. Now you're gonna get your praise reported and probably shut down because you don't come after somebody's kid. No. So that's time I come out of character. Rather than that, no, I'm I'm calm. <laughs> no, I hate that shit too. I had yeah. uh, one chick in a group. This was pre kids, and she was uh, blasting a friend of ours and took a screenshot and had the picture of the kid and the mom. And I was like, you need to take that down and remove the child's face. Mm-hmm. If you're going to send a hate post. Yeah. Remove that child's face. Like they have nothing to do with it. And you shouldn't be putting other people's mm-hmm. kids in groups to yeah. talk shit about their mother, because mm-hmm. then it just opens up that debate to talk shit about the kid too. Yeah. That's not okay. Like yeah. you need to remove it. And exactly. she's like, yeah, you're right. And she was a mother too. It's mm-hmm. like, if you don't, how do you not think about that? And you don't. have kids. Like, don't. I don't get it. But that's horrible. Your daughter is adorable. And like, I love your pictures. <laughs> so for anybody to talk any smack, fuck up. <laughs> so that's crazy. Looks like you're concentrating over there, Vanessa. Oh, yeah. It's just. I didn't know anything about like the situation with the, the kids. I try to stay off. I'm always, I, I can't say I'm not on social media. I'm always on social media, but I'm never engaging on social media because I don't know how to one and the anxiety kind of, the, the, the anxiety gets, gets to me. So that's why I like, I like your platforms a lot because it's just pictures and it's colors. So I'm just like, Ooh, okay. Picture of my what I do is just like here's me um every now and then I make a little post about stuff but it's mostly just pictures doggy related things I like the pictures of you too I think you're like really hot so it's like so it's kind of <laughs> cute it's kind of cool to see the person behind the dog and I think it's a bonus when they're attractive like you know sorry <laughs> it is <laughs> and I, it, <laughs> So when you're like, you know, in your outfits and stuff with your, like the one or two pictures that you have, I'm like, oh, hello. (laughs) So when I first found out about you, it wasn't, it wasn't because of your dogs or your grooming. It was because you met Woody Harrelson and (laughs) yeah, is it true that you smoked a joint with him? I did not smoke a joint. I met him. I was (laughs) on something to get ready for the dog because every time he had to take the dog I had to go and get it ready for the next scene or make sure the color was still there because they only wanted that to be temporary so I had to keep it clean as possible and not get it all over him and all that in the process because that dog was going to be used for a different movie after that mm-hmm. um, when we're on break and they're like you're not allowed to take pictures and I'm just like ah. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of, you know, get a picture in there, you know. But you know, I couldn't get any pictures on the Hunger Games set. That was way too security. But um, no, but I didn't. Besides, I couldn't smoke during the day. I get paranoid, so definitely could have done that. Oh, man. <laughs> I think I would have risked it all just for that joint. <laughs> 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 I want to know like how good his shit is. You know what I mean? Because you got to think he's probably getting like really good stuff because he's a celebrity. <laughs> so I don't even want to ask because I do love him as like just what his persona is, whether that be off camera or on camera. Mm-hmm. Is he a cool dude or is he yeah. an asshole? No, he's not an asshole. He, 
he almost acts like he did when he was in zombie land that same kind of like you know laid back cool it's like he's really is being himself he didn't come off with any kind of like douchey attitude or anything you know he likes to like make people laugh around him and that kind of stuff like that so that's cool that makes sense because he's probably stoned all the time and it's like who's met like an angry stoner you know yeah so that's true because i mean to see him in his and it's like well yeah absolutely and of course pink dog in his lap you know that just makes the picture even cooler because you're like oh it's him with a dog a pink dog and smoking a disney so it's one of the most popular pictures that i post a lot because you know making new friends all the time and something new to share and if someone has a question about have you ever did works with celebrities it's like oh yeah you know two movies with the same person but they're cool bragging rights cool bragging rights that that really is how many movies have you done um just the two um trying to think it was just the hunger games for part two and that was really difficult to do because being on set and keeping all that secret for all those months was torture i want to talk about it so bad i was so excited (laughs) and um then triple nine was really quick the one we had the pink dog that was a quick really quick one so it's just been those two major movies that i did work for um it's not easy to want to even be in the field of doing movie work because they don't pay a lot really because yeah you're not that big person they are hoping that you're just so excited to be at the crappy pay and i mean i took this job it was 2015 and i was still considered to myself young and naive to protect myself really demanding how i get paid because i'm still learning how to just be independent or know how to handle this and i didn't know anybody else to talk to about these kind of things i was alone in that kind of world with doing movies all color so um it didn't pay a lot so because i know it doesn't pay a lot when i'm really interested I had got enough exposure where I didn't want to jump back in it right away if I was to make an offer. So I'm like, okay, I hope this is it for now. They give me another offer, I'll look into it, but I really don't want to. It's a lot of work away from doing my actual work. It's just paid as much as I would if I was grooming at the shop. It just wasn't going to become financially worth it for me. That's a bummer. I didn't know that. Yeah, don't say that. Exposure is great. The opportunity is wonderful, but yeah. I had to reflect my reality. I still was fresh to my living in Atlanta. I'm still building my own clientele, and then all these little Atlanta things coming at me. All this popular buzz that's just out of nowhere. I got on ABC 2020 by accident, simply because they were there to record dogs getting their teeth brushed there by the owner and some of her workers. And Swinger walked by and I was sitting on the other side of the room, giving them space. And I hear in his accent, who is that bloody dog? That looks amazing. And he's just, <laughs> all this, and I'm just like, oh God, Swinger's over there is. And so then they're like, oh, that's Anissa's dog. And it turned into forget the teeth brushing demo. Let's talk about this. And so I went and ran downstairs and they called me on the intercom and I'm like, I don't, what is happening right now? And so then they got a camera in my face and I'm just explaining my dog. It was, he still had the Valentine's Day kisses on him. And I'm explaining my dog and they're like, yeah, we're going to put you on this show called Pet Crazy. 
And Pet Crazy was talking about all the insane pet owners all over the world. So it was still like a joke. You know, yeah. that's what you learn that you have to be careful what you agree to because they can turn your situation to a joke. And yeah. they talked on Anderson. I got the call. They wanted me on Anderson. They start talking about the 2020 people and all that stuff. And everybody's laughing and pointing at the screen. And I'm just sitting on stage. We're a joke to y'all. What I do is a joke. And I felt small, like, okay, all right, well, I'm ready to go back to Georgia. So that's how I felt that back then. Um, today, I'd had a whole lot better, of course, head held high, don't care what you want to take about it. I handled the interview better. I'd sway it a different way. But that was, um, it was very difficult for me, especially since I didn't know many people that were even going through it. You know, I didn't have anybody to talk to or relate to. I wasn't that big on social media yet. Yeah. Nobody knew who I was. Every pet show became a different, me standing in the back waving and people just like, I think I've seen you. And it's like, oh, and now it's, oh my God, get on up here. And it's like, oh, you know, but that's just years of being in this. But yeah, that was, that was very difficult. It seems like a really long, dark period of time for you. Um, yeah. emotionally because you were really the only groomer and then colorist groomer that was really exposed like that and yeah. you know kind of you were going through it alone and that's and you try to talk to people I'm sure and they don't understand Catherine Opson went to do Jimmy Kimmel um Angela Kumpi went to do Queen Latifah and they all had fun shows fun sex fun you know, laughing and really showing love and homage where mine was a controversy. They brought a vet on stage. They tried to see if it was going to be terrible. So they interviewed the veterinarian. They asked the crowd if they would do it. They're all raising their hands saying they wouldn't. And then I see the next groomers, big coming groomers, of course, do their shows and it's all fun. And I'm like, huh. So the way I had to take it after that was me opening a door to those situations being more fun for them. They were already stars in their own right, and they were going to get their platform regardless. But I hated at the time that I had such a controversial setting where their shows were more fun and fluffy and happy, and they were really being positive and sweet, and the audience was so nice. I mean, and that's just TV. We don't know what really happened behind closed doors, but because I know mine was a lot of silence and the veterinarian talking and people raising their hands, and they showed that. It was just like, it was really for real. So that was hard because I was just like, I wanted a fun show. I yeah. wanted to be able to bring all my dogs out and make a runway of it. Not me sit up there and they just like, so is that toxic? Does that hurt him? Does that hurt? And it's like, mm. so that was were, hard. Were there interviews around the same time as yours or were was these like after, like a, a year or two after when you were going through what you were going through? Were there interviews about the show later? No. Um, were they going through like around the same time when they were doing their interviews on TV shows? Was it at the same time that you were doing it or somewhat after? Their, their TV appearances on TV shows came maybe months after or a year after where it was kind of back to back with um, them having their shows and exposure on TV. Um, so I think after that, once they say, oh, colorful dogs and other shows and networks are catching wind, that this is this thing called creative grooming that we definitely need to be 
feeding into. So everyone else started getting, you know, a few TV, big TV uh, show appearances. So then I just know mine was one of the first that I saw that was a public situation on a television yeah. with Anderson Cooper. Because when you hear Anderson Cooper, you're thinking the CNN guy at yeah. the time the TV show that he was mm-hmm. doing. So he just happened to be Anderson Cooper that had a daytime talk show. And um, it was quick. I mean, the whole situation of getting you prepped for it, all the pressure, the lights. I mean, I had to sprain my ankle three or four days before I had to be on that show. So knowing I had to walk across the stage in those Jessica Simpson pumps and not break my ankle with those hot lights was a miracle. That was that there. I was just like, please don't fall. My ankle is weak right now. <laughs> You're like, I'm about to fall. Let me make it to the couch. And I did. But that's just a little behind the scenes on that. That was that was terrible. I cried all Georgia. Hell no. <laughs> I'm okay with it now. But <laughs> that was- that's horrible. So like with like your um with kind of like your rise in popularity and like kind of like how you're steering towards doing your own thing, has your process as, as far as like um, how you take in your clients and um, like your process of um, like getting an appointment with you. So like, let's say, you know, I have this dog, is that process changed or is that different as far as like coloring and stuff like that? Um, I haven't changed much with, trial and error based on experience of taking in clients uh-huh. color just in dog. i'm um, sorry what was that uh the error of my experience of knowing how to take in dogs has uh-huh. changed now i know better what to expect um when i was younger and i had more and i just because now having kids and i know Vanessa can understand this once you have kids your whole body is a whole different everything so Back when I had more energy, taking dogs in a certain way, I still did appointment only. I've been very strict on appointment only. But um, when I would do the color would matter because I know that took a long time. So I wanted all day to concentrate on that and not have other grooms around it where I used to have other grooms around the color job. I don't do that anymore. I only wanted to devote colors to that dog that one day. Um, it's harder to in now. So it would take about two months for some clients to get in for color, sometimes four months. Um, because it's a luxury, and I like that it's a luxury, not a necessity. You have to work harder to have that. There's a, a certain deposit you have to make to get in. Um, I do not allow them to bug me all day. I know they're excited. If you want it done right and you're paying as much as you're going to pay, let me do the job. Oh, is he done? Is he done? I have to pick my child up. I have to get to the Take that whole day off to let me groom your dog with no interruptions and I will call you when I'm finished, however long that's going to be. And I felt like it wasn't an ego thing. It was just out of respect of the art and the process. Uh-huh. I'm trying to do a job for you and I want it done right. I'm a perfectionist, so I don't want to be interrupted. So um, that has changed. It didn't used to be had to make a deposit. Um, I do make it harder for you to get in because I do want to balance my personal life as much as I can now as being a mother. So it's not just me at their beck and call. It's easier it used to be. So I would say that did change over the course of the years. Did your prices go up? Yes. Um, for small dogs now, it's around 350 and up for a tiny dog for color. 
and that's all over body color for ears and nails, something basic like that starts at like 200. Um, I used to just 25 on top of like a 55 to 60 dollar groom, way mm-hmm. back. but now it's a lot higher and harder, and so it's like, no, if I'm gonna do it, it's got to be worth my while, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it where it should be, yeah. Um, do you do consultations before you start doing color on these dogs? Have you ever told like someone, no, your dog is not? Um, um, because I do things through text. I do not like to talk on the phone. I do not like to talk on the phone. Oh, I don't talk on the phone either. I The fact that I'm doing this Zoom is because I love you. Because <laughs> I, I don't like FaceTiming either. I'm trying to work on that. I, I just, I don't. <laughs> just don't um so i if a client is interested in the groom of course they're texting me first my voicemail even says i'll get to you faster if you text me mm-hmm. and keep up with everything in words because i remember what we discussed, what we were agreed on what you said and i need to go back and read what we what happened i better was tracking back i think she said no i'm not gonna do that so i do it by text message so if there's Get my dog groomed. I said, it's in reference to a regular or creative color groom. Because a lot of them would just say, oh, regular groom. Okay, let me get this jotted down. And can I get pink ears? Okay, that's why I asked you. Is it regular or color? So that, that does frustrate me. Um, and then I'm always praying the dog is not a black dog. I'm a black person. But I hope it's not a black dog. Because I do more darker dogs than I do any other dog. Well, I'm running over tired. <laughs> tired. So, so, the, like, so then you have to like lighten them, and that's even more time. Yeah, longer. Color out differently on lightened hair, so, and then it depends on the coat that I'm lightening. It's a whole process. That's just <laughs> so. I'll ask for a picture of the dog, so I can sit consultation to tell me how old is he. Oh, he's three months. Okay, he has to be at least seven months. Oh my like, yeah. Or um. What did you want done? Oh, just whatever. Okay, just whatever can cost anything. So we got to <laughs> somewhere. So y'all just be creative. I hate to hear that, hear that. I get why they say it, not offended, but I hate that shit because it's okay. My idea of being creative from trial and error, I've done something I wanted and the person said, I want yellow. Okay, so you don't get to say that now. So that's me learning through the experience. A lot of groomers, I've got groomers clients don't like the color yellow on their dog. So I try to stay away from yellow. Um, so if they say, oh, just be creative. Creative as in ears and tail only. Creative as in design on the body. Oh, you know, I was thinking maybe a this, this, a hard leopard. Okay, that costs this much. Oh, okay. Well, maybe just ears and tail. Okay. <laughs> what color? And then, it's, oh, um, raspberry purple. What the fuck is that? Let okay. me... I know some combinations I can that happen. Okay. And so those kind of ways to have a consultation. They send me a picture of the dog or if they do want something, oh, just do something summer. Do something summerish. I'm like, so if they want an all-over body summer thing, then it's like, okay, so let me think of something summer. I like to do something I haven't done already. So I try to do something that has not been done yet or haven't tried to create and try to do that. So instead of just flowers, I may want to dip into something that may be different summer related, like some beach theme or something. 
instead of just keeping it so cliche to flowers. And just, so that's where that will come in as far as a consultation is concerned. I haven't had to meet the dog in person and do all that because I pretty much know from a picture if I can do it. Okay. So behavior isn't like a, a, an issue for you? No, I would say in all the years I've done this, I've had about two dogs that just absolutely hated the process. And I had to tell them we couldn't do it anymore because they just would not calm down and sit still and really acted like they hated it. And I'm not going to put you through such a long hour situation. You yeah. need a, it's a necessity. So we got to get through this somehow. But the color is not a necessity. That's supposed to be fun. It's a luxury. So I would not make them sit there for something like that if they really do not like it. So I've only had a few and they're like, what if I guess said no, I don't want to have to drug your dog to do this because now you want it. He doesn't. So yeah. that's draw the line. It's like, no, it's be fun for you both, but mostly fun for the dog. So there have been like two that I have to say no, but for the most part, they're all absolutely fine. Now, because like you said earlier, when you do interviews and you get the perfect dog, that's because as groomers, we know we're not hurting them. We yeah. know that they can being tied and you know these kind of things but for the public guy it's why'd you put that thing on his neck why are you using that thing oh it's a groomer's helper but why do you have to because they wouldn't understand you would say okay yeah that wouldn't look right to the public but for groomers we know what we have to do to get them to sit still i mean but that's where that you know would differentiate but for the most part they just stand there they may need to stand up sit potty break a lot of them fall asleep so i'll just lower the thing and they're on their side and i'll slip on the other side and color the other side and like okay so bath and they're just like what okay so then i pick them up put in the tub and that's when they wake up because they got the water hitting them so yeah they're they're okay with it i mean it seems like it i've seen you post like the process pictures and they're all yeah. sit in there and chilling and I think it's yeah. hilarious that people who are outsiders in our industry think that we're just like beating them with color and yeah <laughs> yeah I can't believe them staying there all that time it's like okay you forget their dogs meaning they could be trained if a dog is used to standing on the table anyway they're gonna act okay for color process trained to stand there to get groomed so now they're standing there to get color you know mm -hmm. but colors added it's got to be some sort of abuse attached because it's color though never mind it's a dog that can be trained to handle you're putting color so i don't care about the training i don't care that he's an animal that can handle it i don't like that you did this i don't think he wants you to hearing responses that i block out but we know the same responses oh he should i bet that dog bit you Okay, sure, sure. Uh, that's why I'm bleaching the desk and he never did it. Saying, oh, your dog is this, this. I've been bleaching my dog for about 11 years and he's 15 now. And he still has the best coat and best disposition ever. That's just for me, it's like, okay, that's proof. What I'm doing is not hurting him. Yeah. So. Um... I think that's all the questions that I have, like processes, you're constantly going viral. I think it's cool that you've gone viral so, um, so often in the past that like you do have your digital blueprint and footprint out there that, you know, you retiring is 
probably going to be great for you. Like, cause you're, you're already out there. Like your stuff is already out there. So people can already see everything. So like, you're still yeah. like you're you said, memorialized. Like, yeah. Your stuff will continue to pop up throughout the years. That King Corso still pops up I and mean, they still share it on Instagram and tag me on it. At least I want to say six times a month. It's yes. getting repaired for that cane course. Then, of course, everyone's memory timeline flips up and they see this. They, re- you know, once replied on there. So that comes up again. So, of course, talked about again. But I do a lot of things that do cause controversy that I didn't mean to. And I did the puzzle pieces. Even when I finished, I said, this is the autism thing. Are they going to think I'm picking on them? I The man wanted something interesting and I wanted to try puzzle pieces and they look cooler with rainbow colors. That was it. But it got into this whole thing and uh, the autism people came for me. And well, aren't the, isn't the puzzle pieces the, in its own controversy like within that community too? Because still uh, learning from it. Uh, yeah. Some some people feel it's a bad organization because the logo represents autism speaks. And they're saying from a lot of their perspective, they believe in killing children because they're not, you know, human enough to be alive. And they said that they are experimenting on them. So they don't believe in the movement. And I said, I didn't know that that was happening in the movement. And I I really, I'm sorry but that wasn't for one, what I was doing when I made this piece. And then it was still inspiring for other people who felt, Oh, I have a ta- daughter who's autistic and she, I showed her this and she loves it. So it helped some people and then it offended some people. Yeah. When I did that little Buddhist looking design, I wasn't trying to talk about Buddhism. When I did it, I saw a mandala on my wall and I wanted to draw it on a dog, but it turned into, I'm trying to push religion on people and that wasn't it now when i did the black lives matter it's no stranger that i'm black i think a lot of people may forget that because you know i'm just this groomer and happens to be a dark woman but yes i'm a black person and that did mean something to me personally but i did not do that design because i wanted to i had a client who wanted me to do black lives matter it's not like they're asking me to do a swastika or something it's a movement. People feel it's political, but that's here and there. So when I did that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to post it, but I'm taking the day off tomorrow before I post it. So I took the day off before I posted it. I talked to my family, consult with my friends. And I said, okay, when I post this, this is it. It's going to, it's going to do something. I may lose friends. I may lose people who are interested in being ambassadors, whatever. I'm ready. Cause I, I'm doing it. So when I posted it, I waited, and then old pause messaged me privately, and they said, um, "Can we repost this?" Nice. And I'm like, "Are you sure? You're a million dollar company. You realize what this can mean to your stocks and everything when you bet you, you post this?" Because I did use their lightener, and so you know it's their product. So when they posted it, I'm like, "I wonder how long they're going to keep it up." And of course, in the comments, I'm getting tagged already. My phone is just going down, alerts, 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 messages, tags, tags, tags. And I'm just sitting here, you know, the day off watching TV, but monitoring to my phone. At that point, I've got two of my phones in front of me. 
with this phone up. You're just ready, just, you know, trying to keep everything in order. And um, they were commenting a lot under the old pause picture. And a lot of people said, I'm no longer buying your products because you support this this crazy political thing. And it's not I even just, political. It, it is political. <laughs> but I'm yeah. just like the fundamentals of it. It shouldn't be a political thing. No, it shouldn't. And I didn't post the colorful dog group and then someone else posted it and they all said, oh yeah, Anise has such a hard time when they, you know, she posted, they all better get a hard time. And the admin messaged me that, um, cause I end up saying, yeah, I did this. I just didn't share it in a group because I wasn't trying to cause the admins to have to defend anything or feel obligated. I was just being careful. That's why I really just posted it on my page only. I didn't post that in any groups, just my page. Mm-hmm. But when old pause asked for it, then it's an old pause. And when people shared it, they shared it in other groups. And so um, a lot of people said, I don't think y'all know, but you know, she's black, right? And it's just like, yeah, you know, one of the reasons why I, that I'm not unsupportive of the movement, but I did it because of a client. But yeah, I'm proud of the piece. It's a good looking fist. I made a pretty fist. I'm proud of this for my first attempt. That's the artist in me. I like that. I made a pretty fist. And then um, the admin of the colorful group, she said, I'm sorry that you felt like you couldn't post this here. But I understand why you didn't. But I hate that you felt like you couldn't. Yeah. I, just trying to risk, you know, the group. I am very mindful that when I do something, that causes a lot of controversy. And I don't want people just doing me favors because I'm me. Oh, it's on the East. We need to know. I'm just like y'all, another fellow groomer who happens to have this platform, but I want to be, you know, just as equal to the rules. If you feel like this is breaking the rules or it can cause any problems, I don't want to post it there. But what I do on my personal page is on me, of course. So something like that, that I do that breaks the internet or causes a big uproar. If I know it's going to do that, I take the day off. But if you know, it's just going to be something and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's not always the case, but I knew for that what I had to definitely <laughs> take the day off to see what was going to go down. So, yeah. <laughs> That's just crazy. It was a beautiful piece. I remember seeing yeah. it and it was great, but I haven't disliked anything that you've put out. So, <laughs> <laughs> but. yeah, it's not it's as simple. If I get to retire from this, um, and I'm not saying like in the next couple years, it could take another 10 to 15. I mean, what Tom Brady said, nope, I'm going back to the field. I mean, I get it. It's hard to drop something. And I'm not saying I'll drop it completely. I know the absolute million dollar question that I'm always asked is the teaching thing. It's not that I'm withholding secrets. I don't feel their secrets because I feel I talk about this stuff a lot. I'm in groups answering questions all day. I am. I that that goes back to the question earlier of does anybody help manage all the things that I'm doing? No, to put myself in a predicament to teach now would put me out there. I'm not in a place to travel. Most of the groomers who are more established than I am have children my age, and Mm -hmm. not especially with such a big platform. I have a five year old in tow. I knew the risk when I wanted to become a mother. I became a mother on purpose wanted a child, one girl, so I could, but doing the sacrifice of my career, yeah, that meant a lot of things would be pushed back that I would be able to think, do without a kid. I could travel here, go there, go to this show, go to that show. That's stifling. To now do a class would mean devoting 
flying to people to do a class, having them come here, devote a day to a class. And I just have a lot going on with my child and still trying to manage my own business and personal life because I am in high demand. It could cause a lot of stuff that I need to make sure I'm comfortable going out there to do this and get myself practicing Zooming and all this other stuff that I don't like to do, public speaking. I'm trying to work Mm -hmm. on it because I'm just not quite ready to do that. I did teach once or twice. Do I enjoy teaching? I'll say no, because I don't feel like anyone's getting what I'm talking about. Um, Teaching is hard, though. It is. It's very hard. Do it. And I I watch people teach and think, okay, this is how you're teaching. But it's just, um, I really don't know if I know how to explain what I do or if it makes going to make any sense. I I don't know. Um, I would want to give a good class. I would want to give a good lesson, but I don't know if it would work out. And so I'm not quite ready to do that yet. Um, If I did it, I would have almost be a millionaire, I feel, (laughs) because people coming for a class, but I'm just not quite ready to do it. I want to one day, but I'm thinking that's going to be around the time I'm ready to retire, you know, like I'm done. Okay. I've done everything I could do. Now I just want to lay back and teach more than groom is where I feel that makes sense, but I'm just not there yet on the teaching part. That makes sense. Teaching is hard getting up in front of people and explaining what's going on in your head. If you can't really explain what's going on in your head Mm -hmm. is extremely difficult. And to be honest, I, I look back at a lot of the seminars that we took I can see people whose quality is like, it's good. Like, you know, that the, the, the time and like the, the, the skill is in there, but it's not like something beyond recognition. Like it's not something that's so standout and unique that you're like, Oh my God. But that person who taught that seminar, like Mm -hmm. they just have that, um, teaching skill that ex- like they can explain anything like they're, they're it just makes them stand out because they can teach that's not something that's just like that's natural to them and or they learned it maybe mm-hmm. by teaching in like a different way like public speaking or like um, they took classes on teaching or they were a teacher you know mm-hmm. what I mean so yeah, because I mentioned it with, you know, I try to teach my daughter how to hold a pencil when she first started school. Oh, I'm just like, and then when she's coloring, I'm just like, no, no, why would you put that color next to that? That, 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 that doesn't even, and I'm like, okay, no. She's a child, don't be that, you know. And I just feel like, okay, am I going to be Gordon Ramsay, Hell's Kitchen, when I'm trying to show somebody something? Yeah. No, do not paint it like it's a wall. Lift the hair. I don't <laughs> I just, um, <laughs> I yeah. do, I'm going to do it. I don't want to be like, okay, this is, and it was exhausting when I did teach. I had wonderful students and they had so much fun, but it was so hard. You yeah. know, I was so exhausted from trying to tell somebody how to do something. And I barely can tell my daughter what to do. And I got to tell grown people what to do. I don't, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah, so I telling feel like grown people what to do is a lot harder than telling children sometimes. Yeah, because I don't think I was condescending or, you know, just flustered and frustrated and just, I don't, I don't know. I just don't feel like I could um, get some Adults are more sensitive. <laughs> they are. Yeah, I think she hates me. I, I just keep messing it up. I'm just, 
Now the color's brown because you clumped them all up into one. You got to spread it, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know you have to go soon because um, you have an appointment at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Um, do, you have, do you have any, uh, before we go, do you have any like tips on maybe how someone could possibly uh, create their own path in color or... Um, offer anything for anybody um well i guess i could say the best way because people want to do color on dogs um strays i pick up strays when i was practicing i know it sounds like a mad scientist in a lab experimenting on animals but because i am professional it was okay to you know and that's what i've done in the very beginning was pick up strays, color them, and then found other people in the family or friends of the family who wanted the dog or, you know, increase the chances of the dogs at the Humane Society across from me when I was working there. So if there's a local pound or some dogs that get euthanized, that's a good way to help the dog find a forever home if you're willing to give it a little bit of, not just a regular groom, you can give it some ear bling, eyelashes, something that makes them stand out. And that'll help the dog you know, find a home faster. You got a whole pen full of, you know, dogs and you see that one over there that's got leopard print. He's going to stand out and yeah. everyone's it for that dog. They will love the dog, not just because of the color, but in the sidebar, you could say, well, I know the lady who did this. So if you want to keep this kind of thing up, here's a number. She's also a groomer, you know, and that kind of helps, you know, me at the same time, but then gets the dog a home because now he was supposed to be put down five days later. But now that he's in color, he may have a chance to find a home. It doesn't always work out. Not every dog's going to be a candidate, of course, especially since rescues can be a little bit, you know, oh, don't touch me. Um, but still, it's an opportunity to try um, yeah. work or magic. And there's a lot of dogs you'll find in your area that are probably running away. You're like, I'm trying to help you get in my car. You know? <laughs> uh -huh. I have literally stopped traffic. Yeah, and I was running down the street pregnant with Vanessa like she's like you can't be running and I'm like there's a dog <laughs> you yeah. know it's a dog it's like you know so if you're able to safely retrieve an animal that you can do a little something something to then that's one way to go about it starting small uh people always want to know how to break out start with ears and tails that's just the easy way to go um that way you get enough practice with handling and using color I say dies like manic panic simply because it's temporary. It does bleed, but it's temporary. It's something to start with. Um, and then if you're just trying to do just practice with bling and stuff like that, it's just give you some sort of accessory help. Um, and that's a good way to do it. My biggest advice at all, of all if you're coloring dogs, do not use the color red. I hate color red. <laughs> anyway, red if you can. Very little red. If you use red, use it at the bottom of the ears. Because that way you can start cutting it away as the ear hair grows. Don't do it at the top. Yeah. Use a thin line of red. If it's Christmas, put a big block of green, a big block of gold in this tiny little thing of red. Just try to stay away from it. And orange, careful with orange around Halloween. Um, I try to stress this a lot in groups. I'll copy and paste it in groups because I just feel like that's the big question I get as far as advice goes. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to start your own eyelash line? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even 
color line or any kind of line. I think, I mean, I know a few groomers tried, like Dawn Envoy, she had a color line for a while, and I think she still has some colors in stock. Um, then there's Critter Color that a groomer has. It's very, very yeah. typical exists but you know it's, it's a good temporary color and then Angela had a color line for a minute it's hard because it's very expensive to try to break out in a color line especially if you've got heavy competitors like Opaz and Crazy Liberty and stuff like that and um, of course groomers certain groomers can be ambassadors for the colors but because we use so many different colors it's hard to pinpoint us as ambassador for just one and they know that um, so no I don't have any intentions of doing a line of anything um I mean, I gave myself the name Goddess of Color. No one has to care about it. I just gave myself that title. Um, a lot of people were calling me Queen of Color, and I've had to, you know, defend it because that title was already given to Dawn Envoy, you know, from the other legendary groomers. So out of respect, of course, but I know a lot of newbies don't know that or can understand that, so I still get called Queen of Color. So I just, you know, I let it be, but I give myself goddess of color or just on the east. I mean, it doesn't really matter. That's just my little tag on my pictures, basically. Mm -hmm. I'm just me. <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, well, we love it. You're awesome. This interview has been amazing. Yeah. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Any groups? I know you have a new creative group that you just started. Um, anything you want to plug before you go? No. Most of you know where to find me. The Kinky Group is group. <laughs> it's the way to, um, I mean, there's so many colorful groups out now. And I'm not mm -hmm. trying to those. It's just that one's more to get to me since my DMs are always full or spam or I don't get to them. I may be able to for answering questions if it's more in that group alone. Mm -hmm. um, easy for everybody to post their pictures and stuff and I mean, I'm just trying it out. I don't know how successful that's going to be, but um, if anybody has anything, they can go to that color group. But other than what that, what's that? Um, uh, I just made it. I don't even remember the name because <laughs> <laughs> it's so new. Uh, colorful dolls. Cool. Colorful creative grooming is what it's called. So, yeah, if you want to go there, don't have to. Never any pressure. I got all kind of groups, things I'm doing just because I'm on the phone all the time. So it keeps me busy. Something else to do besides watch my daughter. Right. <laughs> the Kinky Girlers group keeps me going because I'm going on about two years celibate. So I've got to have something to keep me active. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. All right. Well, we will let you go. Thank you so much. Um, you. We had a blast. <laughs> yeah, it's informative or as much as uh, it helped somehow a little bit. <laughs> I think, I think just talking to you is like, yeah. it's, it's cool. We like, we like seeing, we, we want to hear and talk to like, you know, behind all the sensationalizing colors and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. We're not an educational platform. No. <laughs> <laughs> we give uh, people opinions and we have, we're not big influencers. We're not, you know, the, we're not out there. We're kind of like you, you're kind of like in our crowd. Not really, not really not in it, but not really out of it either in the grooming industry. And we just like to keep things light and fun. And we don't have any certs to give education. We, I had a, um, 
a listener just recently. She's like, can you critique our groom, my groom? And I was like, mm, I don't feel comfortable doing that because I'm just an average groomer like you. So I can't consciously say, hey, you're fix this, fix that. Like, Oh, you know, and I feel the exact same way simply because I do a groom. I post more of the colorful stuff. I barely post my regular. And if I yeah. do, I'm kind of doing it with my photography that I've been doing. But no, I'm nowhere. I can't tell you where the hot the awesome, but I can't stack nothing. I, I, I don't know the best scissors. I've been using the same pair of scissors that don't work anymore. I don't have my blade sharpened. I just buy another blade. I don't right. have favorite. <laughs> I've dropped my flippers a thousand times. I've used mm-hmm. my scissors that open something I shouldn't. I, I'm really not as people would think. Like I watch these competitions and I am definitely impressed when they're just scissoring away. I'm like, how do you not put your thumb all the way through? I have to. So yeah, I, I feel you. I wouldn't say, well, what, can you critique this? No, I can't. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. How much on the color because I'm just like looks good to me, you know. I'm not the mohawk, but I'm supposed to say, or if I comment, oh my gosh, you commented. I'm like, please, it's I'm just uh-huh. I'm just here to say I like it. it it's because it's me, no, it's okay. Thank you, so sweet. But I just said hi. I just like the mohawk too. But yeah, that that comes with the territory. Yeah. No, <laughs> I feel it. We've been fangirled, and I'm just like. We're fangirling with you because this is strange to us. The fact that you like us and listen to us is like really weird. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I see that. I get that a lot. We're like, oh my God, you're doing this. Like, yeah. I mean, even at the Atlanta Pet Fair, I felt people staring at me. And then I look and I'm like, hi. And they're like, they're like telling their friend, go over there. No. And I'm just like, okay, then I go over there to them. I'm sorry. It's just, I follow you. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You know, and take uh-huh. a picture. Oh my God. Yes. And they're just shaking, getting their phone. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> it's very sweet. But it's like, no, I'm, I'm approachable. I mean, I feel just as shy around anybody else. I see someone, yeah. I'm just like, you're bouncing, bouncing you. Like, you're just amazing. So I get it. You know, people yep. I was a little bit intimidated, but no, I'm just ordinary, grown from my house. I use my human tub. Like, I'm not anything too fancy. Exactly. I want to groom from my house all day. <laughs> I always yeah. want to groom from my house. I don't want to go nowhere. I give more to my kid because I'm at my house. Um, yep. And I'm even on gas because I'm not really going anywhere. She gets on the bus, she gets off. I put, you know, she's right up at the street and I come back. So it's very convenient. And everything's set up in my basement like a doggy daycare. So all I have to do is come upstairs. She'll come downstairs. She's allergic to dogs, though. So I have to be careful with her for certain breeds. She's allergic to doodles mostly. So another reason why I can't with doodles. But yeah, I, I, anybody, if you can, it saves money. I don't want to shop and deal with all the employees. And the. I can't, I'd rather just do me one-on-one, get the job done, come upstairs and watch Vampire Diaries. That's all I want to do. Yep. <laughs> That's we'll awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much again. And uh, we'll get out of your hair so you can start your day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye. And I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as we did. Yeah, we'll get back to our life stuff. Like for real, there's been a lot going on with me. Um, a lot going on with myself as well. And then Vanessa's gonna start a whole new leap and chapter in her life. 
So, like, grooming has been on a standstill for both of us. As Well, she's on maternity leave, and <laughs> I'm still on um, healing leave because my healing reversed itself. Yeah. Lovely enough. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, like... Yeah, we'll we have get, a ton to get back to. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. You guys um, like the drama. We're all about it. Of course. So, continue to send us our start your stories because uh, we're not going to do stories this week. Um, since we did such a wonderful interview with an amazing person. Um, so we'll get back to stories next time. So um, we are out. Send us your stories at groomerhumor at gmail.com or you can go to our Facebook where our website link is and send us in that way. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and shit on, at shit on the table. Tell your friends to listen to us at Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. All right. Peace. Bye.